The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? Welcome to March. It is spring. We will be focusing this month on spirituality and manifestation. I am really excited about this month's podcast, you guys. I believe that... This is a time on this planet where we are all being called to do the spiritual work. I've been saying it for years, but now, now is the time. If life has been turbulent and you're wondering what the fuck do I do? I can tell you that taking a deep dive into your subconscious, getting really clear on who you are and what you want and learning how to step into the powerful manifester that you are is going to bring you so much peace. I believe in following the seasons. So as someone who, I don't really like to call it witchcraft, although that is essentially what it is. I'm someone who really connects to mother nature and to spirituality and I love following the seasons and so I really enjoy spring because it is a time where all of the seeds that we plant right now, right, get to be watered and nourished and get to be embraced by the sunlight and then come summer, they all transform, right? And so when I think about my my journey as a human. And I think about my life as kind of like a planet, a garden, nature. I think about how it really does work in a cycle. Fall is a time for shedding old beliefs. The winter is the time where everything dies. And as it dies, it nourishes the soil. And then things get planted in the spring and we reap the rewards of that come summer, right? It's like everything is happening with a purpose for our highest and best good. It's when we can shift into that perspective and see the ways in which the challenges that have entered into our reality aren't really there to hurt us. They're there to die. There are parts of us that need to die, that need to turn into rot to nourish that soil. So that way new things can be planted. So this will be a Q&A episode. I hope that made sense. <laughs> I really do. So this is a Q&A episode And you guys submitted your questions about manifestation and about spirituality. And I'm here to share my journey and my perspective with you guys. So 
Let's start with the first question. Mary France says, when was the first time that you realized that you could actually create your own reality? So I grew up in a household where manifestation and spirituality was talked about a lot. I just had to pause the podcast for a second because my dog came upstairs and she rarely ever comes upstairs. She has three legs. She's my little amputee cutie. She's a pit bull. (laughs) And sometimes I like feel like her presence is a sign. Like she's very selective about when she wants to spend time with you. And I do think it's kind of interesting that here I am talking about spirituality and my dog came all the way upstairs and was waiting outside of my door and then wanted to be let in to come and lay down. So maybe she needs some of this healing energy right now. All right, we'll dive back into this question. Um, It is going to piggyback on the first question. So like I was saying, I grew up in a household where spirituality was something that was talked about on a regular basis. I remember being two or three years old and watching my mom do her rituals on full moons, lighting incense throughout the house, (laughs) meditating on a regular basis. I very much so grew up in a household that was like Montessori, crunchy, um, (laughs) early 90s, you know, aesthetic. (laughs) That's how I would sum it up, right? So we had like Buddhas everywhere and crystals everywhere. My mom put lavender essential oils on my pillowcase before I went to bed every night. We always said our prayers. We always spoke to angels. That was something that was kind of the foundation of my childhood, which I think is a beautiful thing. It's just that for my mom, she hadn't done the inner work, the subconscious healing work that was necessary to really create an environment that was conducive to peace and healing. And that's where the spiritual bypassing thing comes in. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of spiritual bypassing before. I'm sure many of you are familiar, but it is the idea that sometimes we throw ourselves into even things like therapy, but spirituality specifically in order to try to wish away or hope away the pain. I mean, if you envision like your life as a path, as a road that, you know, never has an ending, but has a break in it, right? For each lifetime, that's personally what I believe that, you know, sometimes we can, instead of going through the journey of life, right? There's going to be bumps along the road. There's going to be times where our car breaks down. There's going to be moments of deep despair. And there's going to be lots of high moments too, right? Where you make it to the top of the mountain and you look around and everything looks beautiful. The thing that's coming to my mind right now is like when I'm driving towards the beach and I'm coming through the canyon and then all that I see out in front of me is ocean, right? There's going to be those moments where you're in the car and the window's down and you're blasting Alanis Morissette and it feels really good. And then there's going to be the hard stuff. And I think that for my mom specifically, and this is something that, you know, I've done as well, I have sat there and written out thousands of affirmations. I've sat there and I have, 
you know, gone to do the sound baths and gone to the spiritual healers and gone and done all of these things as a way to try to fix me rather than actually do the work. And we touch base with Gabby Bernstein, which she's coming on the podcast next week. If you're not familiar with her work, she's one of the most famous I hate to even call her an influencer, but I guess that's what I would call her right now for the lack of a better terms. But she's a New York Times bestselling author. She, her whole platform is about manifestation. And it's interesting because I actually manifested Gabby coming on the podcast. Like I had a clear intention for her to come. I had been declined several times um, when I had made the offer and I just knew that the stars would align. And then it turns out she ends up getting a show on Dear Media. There's my in. I have my producer talk to her producer. And sure enough, we connected. And in a beautiful way too, she was so sweet. She even gave me her phone number after and was like, let's connect. And I always love that when you know that the person that you're talking to really valued the conversation enough so that they're like wanting to connect on a deeper level. You guys know that I'm obsessed with Waze hair care products. They are divine. Their dry shampoo and texture spray is out of this world. And I absolutely love the scent, which makes this just so much better. I got the best package in the mail and it was their new body products. Hair care brand Way now has body products as luxurious as their famed detox shampoo. If your skin has been feeling dehydrated lately, Way has you covered with their new body cream and body cleanser. The hydrating skin softening duo comes in the iconic Way fragrance, Melrose Place, with notes of bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and white musk. It is divine. You can quench that thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with their new body cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when it needs it most. It provides hydration that prevents dryness and it has high quality nourishing ingredients. Their new body cleanser balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue, gently cleanses and nourishes your body at the same time. It is skin softening, while hydrating. Experience the new way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code reality to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I, theway.com, code reality. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandi Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. So let's look at what happens. A perfect example of the first time I manifested when we manifest things into our life and we haven't done the work, right? Where we have been spiritually bypassing and we haven't been 
looking inwards and clearing out our subconscious belief systems, what transpires when we call things into our life. So, you know, my mom has always told this story about how when she was 14 years old, she wanted to go to Tokyo to model and how she manifested this epic experience for herself. And um, I remember when I was maybe 12 years old, my mom had married my stepdad and she was determined to move into this big house. You know, prior to that, we had been living in a little town home and it felt pretty small with the four of us. And so she went to the house. She had us take pictures in the house. She, in front of the house, she did a vision board of the house of, of all of us standing in front of it. And she put that vision board on our staircase. And every day we all looked through it and we envisioned ourselves in this house. And then sure enough, you know, by a number of crazy events, we end up getting the house. And what happened two years later, we lost the house because we could not afford it. And that happened again with the show, right? My mom, my sisters and I, every morning would get up and we would say this affirmation that we were earning X amount of dollars, working in the entertainment industry, all of these things that we had laid out. And then we get the show and it's the exact dollar amount and that we had been asking for literally the exact dollar amount. And what happened, that whole thing blew up in my face. And so most people would go, oh, well, that's really bad. I shouldn't be manifesting. No, here's the perspective shift. That ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. And my mom losing the house was the best thing that ever happened to her. So what does that tell us, right? Where sometimes you attract things into your life and then they blow up in your face. And sometimes you can attract things into your life and they work out. What it means is, have you ever heard the saying, water seeks its own level? Exactly. So you can call in this huge manifestation and it can come to fruition. But if consciously you still have limiting belief systems, then those things are always going to need to be dealt with. They just are. So let's talk about how the subconscious mind works. And this is everything that I do in the Life Reset course. So if this feels overwhelming, please go over. I'm going to extend the $250 off for the year until the second week in March. That's what I'm going to do. So I really felt this calling to, uh, you know, with just what's going on in the world to lower the cost of the Life Reset course, because I know that so many people are ready and, and willing to do this work. So I dropped the price for the year and this really is kind of like a brief synopsis of all of the work that we do in that course. So our subconscious minds, right? There's layers to our consciousness and our subconscious mind and our belief systems really develop in the first seven years. Some say up until age 14 of our life. So from birth until around 14, it's different for everybody. 
So in that time, we are like little sponges. Our brains are learning about our environment. So the things that we see and hear and experience end up going into this primal part of our brains, right? Because our prefrontal cortex, the front part of our brain, that's responsible for thinking things through, for reasoning, for decision-making, that part of our brain doesn't begin developing until age 10 to 12 and doesn't finish developing until 28. So while we're little, we're experiencing the world around us. And this is why when when we're little kids and our parents fight or something bad happens, we always think it's about us. We can't separate ourselves from our world, from our external environment. And so what happens is our brains are sponges. They absorb all of this information And then they start to create belief systems about who we are and how the world works. And then around the age of 12, 14, somewhere in there, we start realizing that we have these thoughts that are going on in our heads all day long. And so these subconscious beliefs end up becoming our inner voice and our inner voice is how we experience the world, right? We literally, it, it shapes the way that we, we view the world and how we speak and how we interact with others. And it's that powerful, right? And so most people, if you know you have never been exposed to this work, they go on throughout their lives and they're living on automatic pilot and they believe that that's just the way that they are. But surprise, that might not be the way that you are, right? That's what I've realized is that like all of the things that I thought that I was, I wasn't. And it wasn't until I took a deep dive into looking at my childhood, my wounds. This is the shadow work, you guys, right? And this is what we do throughout the course and and all of the belief systems that I developed. And I had to ask myself, like, are these things actually true or did I hear or experience them? And are these patterns that transpired in my parents because they were unhealed? And now here I am. I have all of these fucked up beliefs about relationships, about money about who I am, about how the world works. And I don't know if any of it is true. Cue an existential crisis, right? And so when you kind of start to wake up to that, you have options, right? And I think that that's where you see a lot of people diving into like the spiritual bypassing is some people throw themselves into religion. Some people throw themselves into addiction, you know, of of various sorts, or some people suffer in silence for the rest of their life and just accept that that's just the way that it is, even though it doesn't have to be. And then some people choose to do the work. So what's the difference between the way that my manifestations are transpiring now versus back then? It's that I am now really, really clear on what I want and why I want it. I used to try to attract the big money, the big house, the big cars, the big this, the big that. And there's nothing. Well, I don't want to say that there's nothing inherently wrong with that because the more that I've done spiritual work, especially in the last two years, the more that I've realized that I can no longer be selfish. 
I just can't. I have to live a life of service. And of course, having a good quality of life is important. But if we're solely focused on doing this work in order to get the things, the reality is we're still going to be fucking miserable. Not only that, but it's just as we become more conscious, we begin to wake up to the world that we're currently living in. And this world of consumerism is just not sustainable. They say that for everyone to live a basic life in the Western world, that it would take 10 earths. There's just simply not enough resources for everyone to live like a Kardashian, if that's what you're trying to manifest. And so again, it's, it's not about the fact, you know, you can have a nice house, you can have a piece of land, you can have all these things, but it's about doing it consciously. And now for me, it's about manifesting a better world. And the work really starts with ourselves. I can't help you guys. It's like you have to be one step ahead. Does that make sense? Like I can't be of service until I've done this work and until I have really filled my cup up. I'm so clear on that. (laughs) I am so clear on that. And I also want to say that like, please don't put me on a pedestal as like some, some guru or some, some sage or some, some know-it-all. Like I am personally still evolving. And so what my manifestations look like now is more so manifesting and calling in a state of being, right? Rather than a state of what I want to have. And I think that that is even more powerful because now that I've done the inner work and I've gotten really clear on who I am and what I want, it's very different than the 19-year-old Alexis who wanted to be a reality star, right? The things that I want now are a life of peace, a life of ease, a life of joy, a life of good health, a life of happiness, a life of financial abundance. So that way I can support causes and people and my family. These are the things that I'm calling into my life now. It's different. It's a a little bit of a different shift. So to answer your question, I've always known that I was a powerful manifester. It's interesting because my human design, I am a manifest generator. I don't know if you guys have done your human design, but I highly suggest you can take a quiz online and learn more. But it really helped to make sense of so many different parts of myself. And so, yeah, so we get to go within and we get to do this subconscious work and we get to begin to like rewire our brains and restructure who we are. And I've done that through... I mean, a number of tools. (laughs) And again, it's all laid out in the course and I can't list out all of those tools here and get through everybody's questions, but it is possible and it, and it takes time and it takes a dedication and it takes a willingness to do the work. Soft, cozy, and sustainable. Three words I don't usually use when describing my underwear. But that all changed when I tried Parade. Parade makes sustainable, creative basics so soft and comfortable that you can't wait to put them on. The company launched only two and a half years ago with a mission to make underwear more accessible, inclusive, and self-expressive. Since then, they've sold over two 
million pairs. From extra small to extra large, Parade's inclusive sizing means you will have zero trouble finding the perfect bralette or pair of underwear. I personally love their products. Their universal seamless thong is amazing. It is so soft and I barely feel like I'm wearing anything at all. And did I mention that they're all about sustainability? Parade crafts their signature styles with super soft certified recycled yarns. Plus all of their products come in biodegradable packaging. And for every parade purchase you make, they give back to organizations that support reproductive rights, racial equity, and LGBTQ plus communities. You know that that is so important to me. Upgrade your top drawer with an exclusive 20% off parade. Don't sleep on this offer, you guys. Upgrade your top drawer with an exclusive 20% off parade. You can go to yourparade.com slash reality and use the code reality to get 20% off. That is yourparade.com slash reality. You know when you find that product that you just love and you buy like three or four of it? That's what I did when I found Rothy's. Rothy's makes sustainable shoes that are so comfortable. I personally love a cute pair of jeans with a basic white sneaker and their lace-up bright white sneakers are so cute on and are so comfortable to wear. Rothy's could be your new everyday shoe obsession. Rothy's shoes give you a right out of the box comfort. They come in amazing styles and colorways and you can wash them. Their pointed toe ballet flats are also adorable. It's easy to see why millions of women wear Rothy's shoes every single day. The best part is that this brand is sustainable. They make everything better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature threads that go into every single pair of their products. Again, I love their sneakers. They are so comfortable to wear right out of the box. I love their pointed toe ballet flats. So chic. The cutest colorways. I'm obsessed. Right now, you can step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash reality. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash reality. So the next question and again, when I sat down with Gabby, we we dove into this, but the next question was about like hardships and things that happened to us that we really have no control over. And this is going to be a very nuanced and very complex answer, but it is an important one. I had a really hard time in my early sobriety having faith given the amount of child abuse that I went through. I often think in the spiritual community, especially when we talk about manifestation, we go, well, did I manifest those bad things happening in my life? And here's my complex answer to this. So bear with me, but this is really important. I personally believe that when we choose to incarnate on this planet, our souls are on a mission. 
we're here to evolve, right? That's what we're here to do. We're here to evolve and we're here to up level our lives. And so I do believe that the trauma that transpired was a part of my soul contract and was meant to cause deep rooted pain so that way then I could in my later years of life become conscious of that pain and get really clear on what it is and heal it and as I healed it I became more powerful right and I began to up level in my life what happens when we don't heal it So this is when we begin to start attracting situations in our life that are painful. So I don't necessarily think that my early childhood abuse, I attracted into my life. I believe that that was a part of my soul contract. But when those earth shattering traumas happen, especially in early childhood, especially in early childhood, what happens is we begin to attract experiences in our life that are calling upon that unhealed part of ourselves to heal, right? Our souls are going, heal this, heal this, listen to me. And this often happens in partnerships with other people. We are all mirrors for each other, right? And so the relationships that we attract into our life allow us to see the hurt parts. Does that make sense? Right? And so often people ask me questions about relationship. Why do I keep attracting horrible partners in my life? And the answer is that there's a lot of pain and a lot of subconscious belief systems that are there and you're continuously attracting these partners in order for those parts of yourself to be revealed and for you to do something about them. But most people don't actually do something about them, right? And... I'm going to preface this by saying that I really think that therapy is a great thing. I did therapy for seven years, pretty much seven years straight. And I hear time and time again about people who have been in therapy for, for two years, seven years, 15 years, who are still suffering and who are still experiencing a lot of pain and attracting these unwanted situations into their lives. And it's because therapy is, you're talking from in a lot of ways on a, on a conscious level, right? You're like, you're being given tools, but we have to be willing to go in and do the deep work. And so what I realized is that as I began to go in and do that deep work, and as I began to heal those parts of myself, I stopped attracting friendships and relationships that were really toxic for me. A perfect kind of example is my family, right? I was the first person to get sober and my family was still very much so sick and dysfunctional. And as I began to do this work and as I began to heal, I was no longer willing to tolerate the toxic dynamics and behaviors that had been transpiring my whole life, right? So my position in the family, and this is family systems work, I was the black sheep, right? I was the identified patient. And so when I became clear on that 
and realized that my family still wanted to keep me trapped in that role because if I wasn't in that role anymore, they had no one else to look at but themselves. And so my family of origin had an opportunity, right? Like, and this, I couldn't have done this. I envisioned this as the person who kind of carries the torch, right? It's like, I can't make them follow me out of the cave. I can just light the torch, take care of myself and lead the way. And luckily most of my family began to heal and they began to get better. And I'm so grateful that they did, but it took years, right? Like talking about being mirrors for one another. I realized that my mom had her own process too, right? I think I can just speak for myself. There was just so much pain there between my mom and I. And she reflected back to me all of the painful parts. And I reflected in her all of the painful parts of her childhood and her relationship with her mother. And and it took a lot of time of us, you know, recognizing what work was our own, what work was each other's and and learning how to communicate and learning how to step into our own individual power and learning how to to be in relationship with one another. It definitely took time. So let's say you've been manifesting for years and shit still keeps happening. (laughs) That's my experience is that, you know, I up level, I coast for a little bit and then everything falls apart and then I up level coast and then everything, well, seemingly falls apart. It never really falls apart. It falls together And it's like rebuilding a house. It just looks a little bit different, but each time a little bit more beautiful and a little bit more like home. I feel a little bit more at home each time it happens. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I feel, I feel like I have to because yeah, spirit is clearly telling me Yes. And then my body is kind of going, no, don't do it (laughs) because you're afraid of the pain. But I do feel called to talk about this. So I've been having a lot of struggle in my marriage recently. And it's so funny because I was talking to a friend about this and they're like, do you regret opening your marriage? And I said, no, because all of these things were there and having the open marriage just kind of illuminated them. And so it was all perfect. It all transpired amazingly. In December, there was kind of this earth shattering thing that transpired. And I don't necessarily think that I'm ever going to want to talk about it on a public level because I love my husband. He is the father of my children and I never, I just think that some things don't need to be said, but there was something that transpired and it created a fracture in a foundation that I thought was unfracturable. (laughs) 
which is so naive of me looking back. And I think, again, looking at our belief systems and how when we operate out of fear and control, these things transpire to lead us closer to faith and our spiritual practice. And so this earth shattering thing happened and it broke both of us. And thankfully I have the tools to put the pieces back together and I'm having the most beautiful realizations about myself and I'm going to share some of those with you now. So this thing happened that had nothing to do (laughs) with, how do I explain this? So in our relationship, you know, I, I saw it one way for so long and then this thing transpired and I realized all of these dynamics that maybe weren't the most healthy or maybe were like limiting my spiritual growth. Those things were like having a voice, knowing who I am, um, really stepping into my power and my divine feminine, right? And I saw clearly how, you know, in the early days of my sobriety, I needed Evan to feel safe and secure. And over the last 10 years, I have used him as a security blanket to reassure me that everything's going to be okay. And of course, it's important to have a partner that feels safe. But when you're using somebody to spiritually bypass and to not look at certain traits and certain childhood wounds, they I didn't even know that they were there, you guys. This whole thing illuminated for me that I have more work to do on myself. (laughs) And so it ended up being a blessing, but it hasn't come without a lot of deep, immense pain. And, you know, I, I love the book When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron. And in that book, she gives an example about how life is a free fall. And you have a few options. You can either go down kicking and screaming the whole way. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. You can go down in complete fear, right? Even using spirituality as a way to try to cope that, that for that fear. That's the thing. It's like spirituality is a deep surrender. It's a willingness to let go. When we're praying and manifesting and meditating in hopes of changing our reality so we don't have to feel uncomfortable, that's just fear. That's just fear. And I can no longer operate in fear like that. I refuse. I can't do it. And I realize that in so many ways, I have done that. And then there's the third option, which is to soften in the free fall, right? To be present, to be with every emotion that comes our way. And really that is the work, right? It is about healing, healing our our inner child, healing 
our beings, healing our minds, healing our souls. And so, (laughs) you know, there's, there's more work to do. And it's just such a beautiful gift that I know that I have the tools to do this work, to step into my power and to take care of myself. Yeah. To take care of myself. And how grateful I am for the beautiful community that I've manifested into my life (laughs) that is just wrapping their arms around me and, you know, honoring me and holding space for me. It is, it is just such a gift. All right, let's move on to the next question. I'm sure I'll share more about that with you guys on the podcast as it unfolds. But it's interesting too, because again, talking about how we are all mirrors for each other and we attract people in our lives that are supposed to help us up level. And I think Evan would be okay with me sharing this. You know, there have been so many dynamics in our relationship that neither of us were aware of that were really rooted in his childhood and his relationship with his mom. So he's also going through his own processing and, and all of that. And so, you know, these, none of these things are inherently bad. They just are right. And it's when we can come to a place of neutrality and soften in these things that we begin to grow because it would be easy for me to go and be angry. It would be easy for me to give up. It would be easy for me to walk away. That's the easy choice. The harder choice is to stay, is to choose love, is to take care of myself, is to set boundaries, is to extend empathy and grace for myself and for all other parties involved, right? So yeah, wow, I was not planning on talking about that, but I just, I felt called to, um, because you guys know that or I hope you know that this community is a safe space and we're all going through this together, right? We're all going this through this together. And, you know, my vulnerability is a superpower. Thank you, Brene Brown. <laughs> and it allows me to be authentic and it allows me to connect with people on a way that, in a deep and profound way that I never knew was possible before. And so it's just such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing. I would much prefer to live a heart-centered life than a heart-hardened life. And I can see the ways in which I let life harden me. And that doesn't feel in alignment with who I want to be or what I want for my life or the example that I set for my children. And so I'm choosing to do it differently now. All right. So last question, someone wants to know what tools do I need to bring my manifestations to truth, vision boards, affirmations, etc. It's actually none of those things. So you're a vibrational being who's attracting other vibrations towards itself. (laughs) 
if that makes sense. And so if I could tell you what is the quickest way to manifest what you want, it is to feel better now, to feel better before it happens. So envision what you want for your life. So for me, my perfect life feels like a happy house that's full of sunlight, maybe on a couple of acres with chickens, um, a place where I can grow my own fruits and vegetables, children laughing, music playing, lots of love, family meals, right? A slower pace of life, creating content that feels good to me, an amazing community that's on this path, you know, working on my own schedule. Like that's what I want for my life. And I'm so clear on that now, thanks to doing this work. And so, yeah, I have a vision and I think vision boards are great because it can be a reminder to step into this feeling place. But the real key here is to feel better now. And that is not easy. So when I'm talking about that life, what I feel in my body is this lightness, is this joy, is this ease. It feels good when I envision myself in meditation or just now talking about it. And so the goal is to feel like that as much as possible and then to release and let go and to trust. I mean, this is the ultimate faith is to just trust that the universe is bringing everything into your life for the highest and best good and for your best alignment. And so now that I've made it through for the most part, this deep, dark night of the soul moment where all of my wounds that were left were exposed. It's like I can step into this place and I can call that into my existence, right? And it's just such a beautiful thing. And so the key to, you know, I love Esther Hicks. She says, the key to being happy is is to feel happy before you're actually happy. Doing small little things that align your energy with where you want to go and what you want to be. If I could ask you guys anything, and I, and I know, I know how hard this is when you're working and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you don't know how you're going to survive. If I could ask you guys to start job trying to manifest, you know, a better job or whatever, or to change anything other than how you're feeling, you will be amazed at how your life transforms. When you start focusing on feeling better, your life begins to get better. It is all perspective. So with that, (laughs) I want us all to take a moment to feel better. And so wherever you are listening to this podcast, take a minute, if you can safely, to close your eyes. Oh, my dog just stretched out on the floor. She's going to do this with us. And did you hear that big deep breath she just took? (laughs) She knew what I was going to say. Close your eyes, put one heart on your chest and one heart on your belly and take a big breath. Expand your lungs, fill them up, fill up your stomach, feel your heart center, feel your heart beating. 
the beautiful electricity that just naturally flows through you. You don't have to do anything to make it beat. It just does. That is life force energy pumping through you right now. The same energy that is keeping the planets aligned and the moon changing and the waves flowing and the trees growing. That energy exists within you. If you can, allow yourself to gently smile. Keep breathing. And now have gratitude for yourself. For anything, for one little thing that you did for yourself today. Even if it's just listening to this podcast all the way through. I see you. I feel your energy. I'm right there with you. And I'm extending each one of you so much love. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for being real with me. Thank you for holding space for me as I hold space for you. You are so worthy. You are so beautiful. You are so perfect right here in this moment, even if it doesn't feel perfect. You are. All right, I'll see you guys next Monday with Gabby Bernstein. I cannot wait for you guys to hear that episode. It is such a good one. This week's affirmation is, I am powerful. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 